Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode on the Bruise Not Broken podcast. It's Monday, okay? It's the start of the week, and guess what? My birthday is tomorrow, okay y'all? Cinco de Destiny, say it with me. Cinco de Destiny. <laughs> like, I'm hyped, okay? Like, it may be just another day, you know, I probably won't be doing nothing because I work on my birthday, but oh, it's okay. Like, I'm blessed. I'm able to work. A lot of people aren't able to do so. So I'm just going to take what I have and, you know, appreciate it because those who are faithful with little will also be faithful with many. So I'm going to take that and run with it. So y'all, as you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I want to just start this episode off by discussing depression because that is the number one thing that, you know, many of us face when we are going through life. You know, we may not be depressed all the time, but we definitely have had phases where we were depressed. So let's get into it. What is depression? Depression in the Webster Dictionary, it is defined as feelings of severe despondency and dejection. But to take it a step further, when I look at the etymology of depression, I see that originally in the 1400s, it was a term in astronomy. Basically, it meant angular distance of a star below the horizon. And then when you take it a step further, and you look at the Latin stem of the word, it it says to press down, depress. The literal sense of the act of pressing down, the state of being pressed down. So, when you look at depression... Just look at it like this. If, you, if you're somebody who is currently experiencing depression, I want you to think about what is currently pressing you down. It may be your job, you know, it may be your finances, you know, bills or your house. Whatever it is, let's identify it right now. What is it that is pressing you down so hard that you feel like you can't breathe to the point that you feel like you're suffocated? Let's be real. When, when you're depressed... There comes a time where you feel like you're suffocating that, you know, you just can't let up. You just can't breathe that nobody's listening to you. You're misunderstood that you just feel alone in this thing, you know? And that's normal when people are experiencing depression. However, I want to be the one to tell you that you can get out of this. You have an escape out of this. Depression can't hold you down. Worry can't hold you down. Bitterness can't hold you down. God gives an, gives us an escape out of every pit. You may think that you are far too gone, but God's arm can still reach down. No matter how deep that valley is, God can still reach down and grab you up. Listen, don't let the devil get the best of you. Don't let the devil tell you something that God already said can be done. Okay? God already told you that you are a new creation in him. Don't let the lies of the devil keep you from stepping in your new identity just because you feel like you are not worthy just because you feel like you know you belong in depression no get outside of your head and it's easier said than done but you have to take that first step you gotta want it bad for yourself so check this out here are the symptoms of depression that you may have been experiencing loss of interest or pleasure in your activities weight loss or gain Trouble getting to sleep or feeling sleepy during the day. Feeling restless and agitated or very sluggish and slowed down physically or mentally. Being tired and without energy. Feeling worthless or guilty. Trouble concentrating or making decisions. And thoughts of suicide. 
thoughts of suicide. When people feel like they're in a corner and they allow fear to consume them whole, suicide starts to creep in. But there is a remedy. Jesus. Jesus is there. Jesus is here to save us all from our, you know, from our worst enemy. And sometimes we can be our own worst enemy because we're so caught up in our heads that we are neglecting to hear the spirit. But Jesus is the answer. And you're probably like, sis, what? But I'm so serious. Jesus is the answer. And the first step that Jesus is probably going to tell you is to go get help. There are so many people in this world that he has anointed to counsel you, to get you through this, to help you in therapy, to help you to find yourself again, to get back to your normal. God placed people on this earth to help you to do just that. Don't think that, you know, you're too good for counseling or you're too good for therapy. Go talk to somebody. Get help. It's nothing wrong with getting help. Like, I was, you know, so big on just keeping things within my family, keeping things to myself because getting outside help, it just wasn't for me. But then it's like sometimes that outside help can be what you need because they have a perspective that isn't, you know, biased. They, they're on the outside looking in, so they have a view that you can't even see from because you're, con- you're so consumed with what's going on around you. Go and get help because can't nobody do it for you. You got to do it for yourself. I want y'all to take a look at Psalms chapter 40. And I first want us to look at uh, chapter 40, verse 11. It says, Do not withhold your compassion and tender mercy from me, O Lord. Your loving kindness and your truth will continually preserve me. Let's take it a step further and read uh, verse 12. It continues and says, For innumerable evils have encompassed me. My sins have overtaken me so that I am not able to see. They are more numerous than the hairs of my head and my heart has failed me. Who knows that sometimes people get depressed because of what they did, because of their own consequences. Yeah, like a lot of the times you set yourself up for failure because you try to do it without God, because you try to do it, you know, in your own way. You try to follow your own plans instead of God. And so, look, this is where you are. But I'm not here to I'm not here to shame you. I'm here to to help you, to show you that God still has open arms and God, you know, he forgives. God is not a man that he's going to hold a grudge. God forgives. Now, God does have a wrath, but he doesn't sit in his emotions. God sits in truth. While humans, we make decisions based off emotions. And that is what God is trying to tell us not to do. He is trying to tell us to utilize the Holy Spirit, the advocate inside of us, because emotions are fickle. And when we base our decisions off emotions, then the things that we start to see, those results are temporary. It's a temporary outcome because it's not something that is concrete. So, looking back at verse 11, so your loving kindness and your truth will continually preserve me. And then I want to look at verse 12, and it says, My sins have overtaken me so that I am not able to see. They are more numerous than the hairs of my head, and my heart has felt me. We have a, we have a deceiving heart. Okay, that's, that's just that. We have a heart that is deceitful. And when we don't allow God to purify and purge our hearts, we start to do things outside of his will because we aren't 
giving God all of us. We're not giving God all of our, all of our love. And when we don't give God all of our love, we don't see the fullness of God. And when we don't see the fullness of God, we miss out. Okay, we miss out on on opportunities because we're too busy trying to see the literal and not the spiritual. But the point that I really want you guys to get is that God's loving kindness and truth preserves us. Sin, evilness, that makes us rot. It rots us from the inside out. And who knows when you put a rotten fruit next to a good fruit, that good fruit now becomes a rotten fruit. That is why you have to be careful with who you surround yourself with because it has an influence over you. It has such an impact on you that if you're not careful, uh, five, ten minutes later, you got mold on you. You got sin on you. You got evil on you. Because you weren't paying attention. Because you weren't walking in God's love. Because you weren't walking in God's truth. God's truth maintains your original state in Christ. But sin rots you. That's what David meant when he said that God's loving kindness and truth, they preserve me. They maintain me. They keep me grounded in my new identity. They keep me confident. They keep me good. Because I know that if I am grounded in God, then nothing in or around me can take that away. Nothing can take that away. The next verse I want us to look at is verse 17, same chapter 40, uh, verse 17. And it reads, even though I am afflicted and needy, still the Lord takes thought and is mindful of me. You are my help and my rescuer. Oh, my God, do not delay. I felt like it was an on time word because, you know, I've been exper- I've been feeling like, you know, I've been asking God for too much. But then I read this like, OK, God. I, f- I do feel like David, like, yeah, I'm needy, but God hears me anyway. God hears my cry. No matter how many times I cry out to God, no matter how many times I've been afflicted, God is still there for me. God is still with me. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but God is there with you too. God is there in the midst of it all. Even though you can't see him physically, he is there in spirit. The Holy Spirit is with you. And you may be feeling like nobody's listening to you. You may be feeling like you're stuck and that God isn't hearing you. But God hears you. And he sees where you are at. And you may be thinking, well, God, if you see the pain that I'm in, why are you? Why do you keep me here? Because you need to learn something. There is something you need to take away from this current position that you are in. And you may not like how it feels. You may not like the way it looks. But you ain't going to like everything that God gives. And that's okay, but understand that it is for your good. At the end of the day, it is for your good, and it's going to help you come out on the other side better. But just looking back at this verse, even though I am afflicted, still the Lord takes thought and is mindful of me. Even though I ask for so much. You know how little kids get in a candy store or they're in a toy store and they just want everything? Like, oh, I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. That's how I picture, you know, that's how I picture us when we're going to God. Like, dang, you so needed. Like, oh, my gosh, you want everything. But no matter how many times I fall, no matter, no matter how many times that I call on God, he still keeps me in thought. He is still mindful of me. He still cares for me to the point that he always thinking about me. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because there's times when I'm not even thinking about God. But to know that God is thinking about me, even when I am not thinking about him, mm, it's just amazing. Let's be honest. 
Let's be honest. When you're out there and you're over here turning up with your girls, you ain't got God on your mind. Maybe on Sunday, but on Saturday, when you out there partying and doing what you're doing, you ain't got God on your mind, but God has you on his mind. God still has you in thought. God is still looking out for you because that who that is who God is. And I thank him for that. I thank him for I thank him for being unwavering. I thank him for being my father, for always looking out for me, for always protecting me from the things that I cannot see. And this is why you give thanks. This is why you get, you know, this is why you rejoice. Come 2016, I was in a state of depression. Okay, I thought I was going to die. Things happened and it was so traumatic that I was just depressed. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I didn't want to be around nobody. But God showed me the light at the end of the tunnel that I cannot be this way. Nobody's going to be nobody wants to be around a black hole just sucking the life out of people. Nobody wants to be around a person who was always, you know, turning things around and, you know, making it fit them. You know, nobody wants to be around a negative Nancy. And God had to show me that, listen, this thing will eat you alive if you do not take hold of it. Seriously, depression will beat you down so hard to the point where you feel like you have nothing left to give. But you got to want, like I said, you got to want it bad for yourself. God gives you an escape, but do you want it? Do you want the easy way out? Because the easy way out is suicide. Yes, I said it. The easy way out is suicide. You got to allow yourself to process the emotions that you are going through. Because I kid you not, once you process the things that you are going through, it's going to build that resistance in you. It's going to build that resilience in you. It's going to build that strength inside of you that you needed to battle this thing that God has set in front of you. Listen, you can get through it. And not everything that is put in front of you is from the devil. Sometimes God puts a Goliath in your path to show you that you can take this one down too with his help. Ooh. I'm on, I'm on a roll, y'all. I'm on a roll. <laughs> but I'm serious, though. For all of my listeners who are dealing with depression, if you need help, please reach out to me. Drop a comment. Do something. You know, him, DM me on Instagram through my blog, whatever it is. But please reach out and get help. There are many different platforms that, you know, have different coaches and counselors like BetterHelp. Or you can go out there and find a local therapist, a local um, psychologist that may help you out with what you're going through. But just go out there and get the help. And you don't have to pay anybody. You can go and just vent to a friend. That friend that you've been avoiding because you know that if you were to talk to them, they was going to tell you about yourself. Yeah, that friend. That's who God put in your life for that exact reason. Accountability. And to show you your true self. So, no more excuses. At the end of the day, all I want to do is see God's people win. That's all I want to do. I want to see growth. I want to see everybody be happy. And if I can give you the keys of life, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you this key out of depression. Jesus is the key. Because once you allow Jesus to fully live inside of you, he starts to show you the steps that you need to take to get out of the very pit that you got yourself into. So this is how we kicking off mental awareness month. And let's just say we're going to kick depression's butt because, listen, depression is not going to take over antibody because God is bigger than any emotion, anything that this world throws, God's going to catch it and toss that thing back full fold, okay? Listen, God is able and he is still in the miracle working business. So take your cares to him, take all of your worries to him, show him all of your wounds and allow him to heal you from the inside out. 
So this wraps up today's episode, guys. I hope you guys were able to take away some gems. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Share this with a friend and a friend's friend. Drop a comment, rate, review, and follow my inspirational blog on Instagram at Her Devotion. Y'all, we gonna kick depressions, but don't let the enemy win. We gonna take over the enemy because God gave us the authority to crush the head of the serpent, okay? We got this. We got this. So y'all have a blessed rest of y'all day. I love y'all, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.